Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of hopefully a very long and successful season for the football club, but also a really successful and fun podcast. My name's Lachlan, and welcome to Stories from Swan Street. And please welcome my co-host, James. How are you today, James? I'm going very well. Thanks, Lockie. Thanks so much for having me on. Nah, no problem. Uh, so we might just start off with our own victory story, uh, if you wouldn't mind. So Absolutely. Maybe you want to tell everyone uh, your story as a victory fan and member over the journey. Yeah, that sounds great to me. So I've been a Melbourne Victory member now for 15 years. I'm only 19, so pretty much my whole life. I love the club, everything about it. Um, got into football in this country because of dad. Dad's followed all that kind of stuff for so long. Um, so he took me my first Victory game when I was about four years old and just fell in love with it and it's just snowboard from there. Um, I've been in the active area now for about six or seven years and I just love getting in amongst it. Love the club so much. Is that uh, the south south end you've been in for six years, right? Yeah, I've been in the south end, jumping in and out of north end, just here, there and everywhere, wherever there's a bit of fun to be had. Yeah, nice, definitely. Um, how many uh, grand finals have you been to? You've been to three, haven't you? No, I wish I'd been to three. I only went to the 2015 one. Um, oh, okay, the all-time we, classic. Yeah, the all-time classic, but I fortunately missed out on the 6-0 and the 1-0 against Adelaide, but I was too young back then. Mum wasn't too keen on me going to that. But <laughs> Cheers, mate. You would have been thrown around uh, Eddie had back then. <laughs> Absolutely. But, hey, what can you say? I'm, I'm just grateful to have been able to go to that. 2015, 3-0 against Sydney. What a classic. Absolutely love yeah, still nah. watching the stuff from that. Probably the greatest day in the club's history, I'd say. I reckon. What a night. Uh, one of the best nights in my life, 100%. We should, well, one day we'll actually rank uh, the grand final victories because it'd be bloody tough because 2018 was um, just a, a wild ride uh, and then 15 was just the culmination of a, a champion side. I haven't seen the others because I became a fan in 2000. Well, my story is I became a fan in this season – I think it was 2011, 12, 11, 10, 11 when Harry Keel uh, laced up the, boos, uh, the boots for the boys. Um, and we had, uh, I can't remember the manager's names, but they were just terrible. We had McGildan um, and, and Mehmet Jurakovic. Mehmet Jurakovic, yeah. oh, geez. <laughs> I, think, I remember Kev taking charge for a game against Newcastle. Um, that was the most excitement of the season, I think. Um, so it, was, it wasn't a good season. I think Archie was easily my favourite player straight away. But then after that, Ange came in and uh, it's been been pretty good until the last few years. We had a you know really good ride there. I think uh, three grand finals, two, two, uh, two championships, minor premiership. Um, so, yeah, can't complain. Just the no, last two years have obviously all. been not absolute shit. Um so uh, yeah, we should probably get on to that actually. Yeah, absolutely. A quick, uh, quick recap of the uh, absolute disaster shit show of two thousand and twenty and twenty one. Yeah, it's not going to be uh, a fun recap. Uh, mostly twenty one actually, because I think the season started for us in early in the early New Year's. So, um, absolute just disaster. Um, on and, and off the pitch, that could have went ditch, wrong. Yeah. Went wrong. Um, I can handle us being shit and, you know, not winning many games, but uh, losing on aggregate 13-0 in two home derbies when this this is our city. Uh, they're, they're plastic, the other mob. Um, <laughs> it was just really hard to take and uh, there, was a, there was a feeling of sense of death around the club, I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, we went to that pretty pretty morbid game. I think it was um, against Adelaide United at, oh, just, at Marvel. Just, mate, there were seven people there. It was absolute shit. And five of those people were the cops. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Well, uh, we'll, 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 we'll leave Vic Pole out of this. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty embarrassing when, when uh, there's more cops uh, at a victory home game. Than, and, uh, you know, the supposed active support of about seven, you know, year 11 kids from probably uh, one of the private schools in the city. But um, yeah. you can't blame them, though. It, was just, blame, yeah, it, was it just, wasn't worth going to. There's just, there was no excitement, nothing to look forward to, especially absolutely. at Marvel more than anything. Yeah, it was, it was uh, deaf. The A-League's going to run seasons that go, you know, in alignment with the AFL season. Well, they need a strong Sydney FC, a strong Wanderers and a strong victory uh, to have any chance of having any attention in that because that time of the year, March, April, we got the NRL starting, the AFL starting, the NBA. I know it's an international uh, entity, but that's a, you know, very – it's just there's so many sports going around that time of the year where – you know, the big boys up and firing and uh, it's it's been a shame because uh, Victory and Wanderers have been pretty piss poor the last two, three years and no one, no one cares about Sydney. Um, <laughs> at least they're consistent, to be At least fair. they're consistently, oh, yeah, yeah, consistently good, but no one still cares. Um, so, yeah, but now, look, some, some shining lights I thought last season. I thought Ben Falami's second half of the season was actually pretty good. Um, and obviously, I think Brock's, uh, from memory, broke an appearance record for the club or something. Oh, I could be could be mistaken, but... Um, and towards the end, we had a, a bit of promising stuff from some of our youngsters too, oh, like yeah, Vela Pillay and Leighton Brooks. It was Steve, Steve Keane, the tactical uh, mastermind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> but no, I, I think I made it pretty clear from early on with you that I wasn't attending a Steve Keane managed Melbourne victory <laughs> so no. game ever. Uh, so thank goodness he's gone, um, and uh, Brebs has gone off to do his bad his badges. <laughs> yeah, mate, what an what an embarrassment! It was really disappointing. Was, we'll go through quickly. So MVP of last season for you, Brock. Oh, that's too hard. No, I think the fans, mate, the fans yeah. who actually showed up and, yeah. and decided to grin and bear it, yeah. Um, yeah. put in the effort each week. Yeah, that's. What else can you say? Uh, best win, probably Perth Glory early in the year when we actually looked a decent football side for the first three games. Yeah, I actually went to that game and I remember watching. I think we ended up winning, what was it, 2 0 against Perth? I think 2 1. We scored a late winner. Oh, right, right. Oh, that's right. We did too, the late winner. Um, and I remember kind of saying, oh, you know, maybe these first few weeks, you know, it's just another slow start. Victoria always making slow starts pretty much every season I can remember. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe the slow start's wearing off. And. And here we go. We're, we're back into the swing of things, and it went downhill from there terribly. So oh, it was yeah, just disastrous. Was absolute other, disastrous. Only other game of the season that I could probably think of is that one against West United, really late in the season, where we we won by yes. a fair bit. Yeah, no, that was that was a that was an absolute surprise. I think it was uh, a Steve Kane masterclass. Uh, big Rudy just, oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, Rudy, Rudy just dead. Uh, I remember being so hyped when we signed Rudy and Callum. And Callum, I thought, oh, this is going to be you know blistering football, dynamic, quick, you know, whipping in crosses, scoring. I, I think I tipped uh, Callum and Rudy between them to score twenty goals and have ten assists. Um, yeah, which is you know an out. And we had a decent preseason as well. We like, did, mate. There's a lot of ACL history. Signs. Yeah, Brent Bremner is the second manager in victory history. Uh, to take us to the round of 16 in the ACL. Yeah. Funny thing, he was that inexperienced as a coach. Officially on ACL, like paperwork, Steve Keane was registered as the uh, the head coach. It's ridiculous. I it just was rushed into and don't know how it happened, but... I feel yeah. sorry for the guy. His managerial yeah. career is pretty much over, at least in this country. I don't see anyone probably touching him again. Yeah, and it's a shame because he's a victory legend. We love Brebs. Yeah, it victory guy. A, um, it was just a really disappointing... 
way for things to kind of pan out. And I think obviously the club themselves and the management have a lot to, to answer for, for how that, that went less so than Brebs, but definitely let's get, let's get on enough of enough of the shit that was 2021. That says, yeah, let's, let's just wipe that off and just forget it ever happened. Um, mate, the club's made uh, a lot of moves over the off season. Uh, lots of positive all, moves. A lot yeah. of positive moves. Definitely. First big move, obviously bringing in probably, in my opinion, the second best coach uh, Australia currently has as a manager. I think Ange is clearly number one. Uh, Graham Arnold can, can fuck off. He's, he's definitely <laughs> yeah. number three. Um, three, geez. A bunch, a bunch of coins have just fallen off. Uh, but uh, Popovich, uh, yeah, number two. Um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant appointment brilliant, by the club. Brilliant appointment. Um, I think it's a real sign the club's still an attractive place to come when uh, and it's, you know, an, in an absolute dark period for the club, we've been able to attract, you know, arguably the second best manager Australia has um, available to the club in a really poor position. And uh, we've made a lot of other good moves. I think uh, director of football, uh, John uh, Didalika, I think his name is. Apologies if I got the pronunciation of that wrong, but he's... Um, Resume is incredible. He's worked for the PFA. He's worked for Melbourne City. Uh, it's pretty funny the amount of Melbourne City people that end up at us. Uh, but he's also worked at uh, the International Court of Sport and Arbitration, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. Um, an unbelievable Definitely another record. good appointment. Definitely. Um, I've also brought in the head of our, our head of academy coaching, Joe uh, Palacidis. Uh, Pal- uh, you know the name, mate. Uh, oh, you had it in front of you earlier, mate. I, I know. did. Palacidis, I think Palacidis, yeah. we think uh, that is his name. Um, Lots of good experience. He's uh, technical director of the Singapore national team. He's uh, worked at Melbourne City, I'm pretty sure. So, mate, there seems to be a bit of a theme here. We're just uh, stealing. Know, it, it, it underlines and it says a lot about Melbourne City, though, and how, how stable they are and how, how good their management is and stuff. Oh, it's a shame for us. It, it does highlight that we are now a bit behind them in terms of the off-field stuff. But. Definitely. I think uh, maybe the club need to hit this low to actually realise they were def- they were honestly probably a year or two away from – you could even argue Melbourne City have overtaken us in areas, but not. I, I still think in terms of popularity, numbers, attendances and all that, we've got them covered. But in two, three years, if the way things were going, kept going um, – you know, and you know, it could have been really, really bad for the club in Melbourne City to become the number one boys in town. I don't think that's going to happen now. I think the club have really looked to rectify a lot of uh, issues over the yeah. uh, off season in terms of uh, the football department, the relationship with the fans, um, and etc. So I think it's yeah, been a really, really some, positive. Some good vibes, good vibes Definitely. coming into the new season. I think in terms of a management structure of the club, I think it's in the best place it's been in quite some time. Agreed. Um, I've also got it's good to see Archie um, and Fahid back involved in the club. Um, yeah, that so was that was really really good to see. I think also one of our W League players, uh, Gabby, uh, Gabby Gardner, Gardner, I think it was, has yeah. also come on board as an academy coach, which is fantastic. Um, w the W League team has probably been the highlight of the club mate for the last two yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, Hands down, it was really exciting to watch them. I think I watched more W League last season than I ever have. Um, well, it's and the exciting grand final. times for the W League because they're actually going to be playing double headers at uh, at Amy. I'm pretty sure, which I think is great. I love fantastic. that. It's a fantastic move uh, by the A Leagues. Um, yeah. Lots and lots of good signs. APL doing a really, really good job, I feel, already. Um, We're trying to get more popularity and more money into that league and uh, more attention, which is definitely needed. Um, Because we we have some of the best female footballers in the world, mate, that come and play this league. Hands down. Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, time to, time to bring Sam Kerr home um, and uh, <laughs> yeah. put her in the uh, the victory jersey. Yeah, she's going all right at Chelsea, though. Yeah, definitely. She's flying. But uh, we'll get on to the, uh, the transfers, mate, in terms of the actual football team. Uh, I think it's been a brilliant uh, off-season in terms of recruitment. I think we've completely nailed our Australian side of our recruiting. And with the foreign side, it, it's really tough because – you just don't know. There's this players we've signed. But I remember when we signed, you know, just Stead and Callum, I thought, oh, you know, they'll kill it or they were terrible. Yeah. Uh, but then you got, you know, Fahid. No one had heard of him. Uh, absolute club legend, et cetera. I, I feel to be successful, you need a really good core of Australian players, which I feel we haven't had the last two years, but we've definitely given ourselves the best chance of that this season. I just see Josh Belante's got signing of the season written all over, at least from a domestic uh, point of view. Um, to get him on a three-year deal as well is just sensational. Yeah, I was really um, impressed to see how many of those three-year contracts we managed to, to lock in. It, it just highlights that there could well be a, a long-term plan here and that they're aiming for success, not just, you know, because I think that's one of the main problems we've had in the last few years. We recycle our team every year. Definitely. And and I half think the team's new. Looking so, at the contracts, I feel the squad is going to be built and centered around um, Economides and Brillante. Economides, we haven't got on to. But it all started with Jason Garrio being signed on the 14th of July uh, on a one-year deal. Uh, I was really happy with this. He's a, he's a victory boy. He came through the system, played over 100 games for the club. Um, it's a pity he left when he did. I think he missed out on that 18 championship. Yes, He, he wasn't right, yeah. on the field as a player in the 15 ones. It'd be really good to see him get that uh, get that championship, hopefully, at the club in the next uh, year or two. So I think that's that's a, right. it's a great signing. He can and play on the right. There. Yeah, definitely. He's in the peak of his athletic career as well as a footballer. Um, so, yeah, I think he'll be great. Yeah, he can, bit he of can maturity, a bit of experience. You definitely. Know, he's obviously played for the victory already. So, yeah, definitely. he'll be really good at the back. Can play anywhere in the back line as well, pretty much as well, which is which is really handy in the early because there is a cap on the, the amount of players you can have on the squad. Uh, the next one, in my opinion, it, uh, just said it before, this guy could be signing of the season. Josh Belante uh, just got appointed captain as well, which I'm actually a big fan of because the club's had a lot of turnover in the last you know six months, so there actually wasn't a lot of players left over from the last you know squad or two and you, you don't really want to appoint any of them as captain because you know just it's been a really really tough time for the club and this guy's also going to give us three years of service at least hopefully so you'd like to think so yeah absolutely um, and unfortunately Brox isn't going to be around forever so uh, it kind of made the most I sense have to admit, I'm really glad that Brox is, is here for this season though I, it was one of my one of the things I was really sad about last season is obviously he's served the club so so tremendously and done so well and had so much success, but I just didn't want his last season to be be a dud like that. I don't think he yeah, definitely. That at all, I'd, so. I'd, I'd love for him to go out with some finals football, hopefully. He's probably still got a year or two left. I think, yeah, I I think in the last season, the heat of the moment, you're like, oh, he's finished. But then you, you look back and you go, the whole team around him was was really poor. Um, intense. It's not even that. It's the things he does off the field from an ambassador point of view, uh, sponsorships, meetings, public speaking. Uh, he's a club man. The he's, he's a club, club man. man. He's That's come through right. the system as a, as a kit man. Uh, so he's, he's done well, the DJ. Um, so another, another good pickup in Brunei. But Jason Davidson, I'm also a big fan of. If he can rediscover yeah. his 2014 World Cup form, well, absolutely. we're going to have a hell of a player on our hands. And he was really good at another one. He's, he's been part of the Popovich system. Um, as have a lot of players was. in the, the team that he's brought in, yeah. which I like because, yeah, again, definitely. we're eliminating that. You know, everyone's new to each other. You know, Hopefully we'll be able to hit the ground running rather than taking four or five weeks to gel. Definitely, um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a really positive signing. Definitely. And then the next one was bringing back Stefan, mate, to bring him back to the club. Um, it's just sensational. Um, love him. You know, club championship player in 2018. 
came through the system, probably had one of the best victory starting debuts I've ever seen against Brisbane Raw many, many years ago. It was just sensational that night. Um, so yeah, really happy. He can yeah, play there's anywhere. a lot of talent there. A lot of talent there. I thought he was going to be the second coming of Brock's pretty much where he's versatile anywhere. He was going to play 250, 300 games for the club. Unfortunately, I think he wanted more opportunities and more guaranteed starting opportunities. At, I think he went to Brisbane. And he uh, made a detour through the Central Coast and he's finally come home. Uh, so uh, good a three-year deal as well, which is which is pretty nice. Um, next one's really interesting. One. I think could it's it's definitely a risk, but I'd imagine he's not on too much money. Matt Speranovic hasn't played since 2019, since that Perth Glory Grand Final appearance. Yeah. Um, but look, the risk I think reward balance is definitely worth it. Um, and I think he if he look, I'm not not expecting a lot from him at the start of the season. In fact, I don't think he'll even be in our starting eleven. No, I don't reckon. Look for Popper to he, he, he honestly, it's probably been pretty tough for him because he's come back and probably had a massive training lab, but he hasn't had any match simulation in him because obviously the preseason has been affected by. COVID lockdowns and even yeah, the games right. we have played against NPL sides, those guys wouldn't be really fit because they've been, you know, they're part-time footballers at work and, you know, been lockdowns, etc. So, Well, yeah, we had a 10-0 win in one of our preseason matches or something I saw. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's not surprising. But I think the sports science side of the club's going to have to do a really good job in building him up and hopefully getting him right, his body right for the, you know, the back end of the season when hopefully we've banked a few wins earlier in the year and we're, we're building towards a finals campaign. So I think it's a, it's a smart sign. It's also off the field in terms of experience and leadership. Yeah, that's right. Um, he's think- played for the Socceroos over 30 times. Um, he's played in Japan, um, I'm pretty sure as well. So no, really good sign, big tick. Again, been part of the Popovich system, so he knows how he operates. Um Next one, very exciting. Chris Economides. Yeah. Uh, you know, this I think he's massive. my signing of, of the signings. Um, he's- I, the real X factor, the marquee signing, I'd say, of the uh, the offseason for the club. Three-year deal as well, which is massive. Um, he, he'll, he'll be the real poster boy, I think, for the club going forward. Um, and I'm um, expecting a lot of goals, a lot of assists. Uh, how many goals do you reckon we should expect from uh, Icon? Uh, this season, I reckon at least ten to fifteen. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking maybe ten to fifteen. I guess it does completely depend on on how we're running the field and and how um the formation looks. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, whether he plays, apparently it's uh, going to be a, a back three with wing backs. I reckon that's what I've been hearing. Okay, because you know he icon often is is on the flanks on the wings and stuff. So yeah, you know, it's a possibility he might get you know more assists than goals. But as long as he's playing a crucial part in the build-up, crucial part in, in making goals happen, I think it's it's going to be a huge win. But he'll, yeah, I, he'll I like be there to, to get goals. I like to see him as an inside, you know, in, inverted uh, link-up play that plays on the wing. Um, yeah. I think you could play him at Cam as a number 10, but um, I think he's the type of guy that you need to feed in the ball and then he'll feed it to others and link up. I don't think yeah, he's a guy right. that can, you know, drive the ball you know, 10, 15, he can. I just don't think it's his strength. Um, but yeah, really, really excited for him. He's uh, yeah, he's also just going to get better and better. Very absolutely. young as well still. So uh, yeah, we're going to get hopefully some very good years out of him. And then you never know if we, two, two three years, if he re-signs, adds another year to that deal, we might be able to sell him and make a profit off him, which is something the club actually has done really well over its history is uh, generating profit from its own players. Um, next one, Brandon Hamill. Uh, nothing special about this, this guy, I reckon, but also just a really good... Uh, depth player, um, massive A-League experience, um, has played for a lot of clubs, um, been around for a long time, so it's a really smart signing. Won't kick up a fuss, I reckon, if he's not starting every week. Uh, two-year deal as well, so don't yeah, have to worry about stability in the side. Stability. It's just, yeah, you know, definitely. He's able can, to move can work in with now. Aaron Anderson, who I'm pretty sure is sticking around, if that's, if that's true, I'm not too sure. But, um, yeah, definitely could even transition to maybe career and coaching. Yeah. Um, 
or start working out because I actually I don't I should have a look actually how old uh, Brandon Hamill is. Ollie, he's come from Western United, hasn't he? Uh, yes, he has. Yeah. And Brandon Hamill is twenty nine. So yeah, we're probably uh, we'll get some good years out of him. He played for the Wanderers for five years, so oh, yeah. Um, yeah. he's an Asian Champions League winner as well. So he's got very good experience. And so he's been with Popper as well before. Popper and, as well. So yeah, yeah, another another massive tick. Um, then we got on our foreign players. Um, it's an interesting list. Interesting list. Uh, Raul, Ray uh, Marchin, I think his name is. Uh, this guy I'd never heard of. No one had to be honest, I don't think. Doesn't have a Wikipedia, poor guy. Uh, but I've had have a look at his track record. Uh, he's been part of the Real Madrid youth system, uh, South of Vigo. So he's, he's played all his football in Spain. Uh, we have seen Spanish foreign A-League players have either been hit or miss. It can take them a bit of a time to adjust. Very much so. Um, but we have got good depth in midfield, so I don't think it's going to be you know too much of a stress if he does need a few weeks to adjust to the climate, the conditions, etc. Uh, but I don't mind it. Look, it's a free hit, really. I don't think anyone's expecting anything crazy from him. We saw Rahul uh, Raul Bayana a few years ago. He was a massive, you know, massive hit for the club. He was sensational. Um, in that uh, that Honda season, but uh, we also had like Paulson. He was just terrible. Yeah, um, but that's the, the thing about Royal Biena. I wouldn't like note down like you know absolute outstanding, but he was just consistently he was very good. good. He was consistently good. Yeah, and that's all you need. For, I think he's, yeah, he's, he's a midfielder. Right. You just need someone that consistently right. in the middle so, of the pitch. He's going to be partnering Br- Berlante anyway if he's starting. So Berlante, um, you know, that's another thing about Berlante in terms of alien experience. Um, he'll be able to teach and mentor uh, quite a bit. Um, the next one's a really interesting one. Uh, this, I'd imagine, is going to be our first choice goalkeeper, uh, Ivan Kalaba. Uh, apologies for the name pronunciation wrong, but uh, this is exciting. Another Popovich um, connection. He's played with him in uh, Xanthi, Greece. Yeah. Um, been around for a while. He's been part of the Croatian uh, youth setup. He's uh, played in Croatia. I think he's played in Italy. Uh, some other European countries, massive pedigree in, in Europe. Um, played for Dynamo Zagreb, I'm pretty sure. Exciting, love it. Uh, he's going to be a massive. Uh, I reckon he's going to be really popular amongst the fans and become a bit of a you know hero amongst the uh, fans. of a few chance, I imagine that uh, get designed with his name in it. So I think it's going to be. Yeah, good I fun. think I think it's a good signing, good and I like the well. way. I like the way that the foreign foreign signing doesn't have to be a striker or a midfielder. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know. We don't always have. I think they try too hard sometimes to to get a big signing from from overseas for the attacking side of things. But I think really, you know, if you've got a, a solid keeper, um, it's it's worthwhile. It's a good choice. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then we move on to Nicholas uh, D'Agostino. I was going to say wrong. Yeah, Daggers. Daggers. Uh, Three-year deal, massive. He's young. He's just going to get better and better. A Popovich connection as well. I'm pretty sure played under him at Perth. Uh, so you're seeing a theme here of our signings have pretty much been guys that have played on a popper that he knows, which I think is really smart to be signing guys that, one, the manager knows he's worked under and they know the system and everything, but also they've worked well under him, which these guys I'd imagine all have if he's brought them back. So, um, yeah, I think that points to hopefully a really good season. And then the, uh, the next two, Roderick Miranda, I think uh, he's, a, I believe he's a centre-back uh, from Portugal. Uh, come through the Portugal youth system, uh, been at Benfica. He's actually he's an AFL championship winner, mate, with Wolverhampton a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, I heard um, a little bit about that. So, so he's it'll been be around winning. To see how he goes. Yeah, no, it could um, could be hopefully really good. So, got a uh, two year deal for him as well. So he'll be around yeah. for a while. Well, and then the last I don't one, know heaps about him, but I nah, reckon nah, we'll, we'll find out more. Yeah. Francesco uh, Maragiotto, I think his name is. Uh, apparently, he's going to be late. I don't even know if he's in the country yet, but um, 
won't be ready for round one is that's what I definitely know. And I guess we'll find out more over the weekend in terms of his availability going forward. But uh, this is this is a great signing. He's going to be very exciting. I think he's the first Italian to ever play for the victory, uh, which is going to be great. Uh, it's been a long time coming in that aspect. And, you know, he's been surely here not, for a long time. Surely he's not the only one. Is I he actually? He's the first Italian, yeah, to play for the victory. Wow. Could be wrong. Could be mistaken. But he's definitely the first in a while. Yeah, um, he'll definitely be the first in a while. I'm not sure he's the first, though. Oh, well. So, we'll have to look into that later. That's interesting. Yeah, no, very excited. It was part of Juventus youth system as a kid. Didn't play for them, unfortunately. But um, I think he was linked with a, an English Premier League club a few years ago. Or it might have been uh, Miranda. But, yeah, we definitely – Miranda or Francesco, one of them were linked with Burnley, I believe, or Southampton, one of the, one of the mid-table EPL clubs. So he's definitely rated. Um, and I think he's only 28, 29. So he's still at a very good age, got good football ahead of him. So, uh, mate, I'm pumped. This is yeah, uh, absolutely going to be absolutely. an exciting season, I reckon. Uh, what would you say your um, season expectation is and then your hopes, kind of, you know, your um, head? Okay, so going with the head, with the um, the fair and, and reasonable expectations, I reckon we're looking at probably, you know, maybe a, a, a fifth or a sixth finish. Um, while everything gets adjusted, everyone's kind of still gelling, still getting work together and stuff. Um, but my heart and my hopes, I would love to see a top four finish, get us a home final. Um, yeah, that'd, that'd be, nice. be fantastic. I'm not, I'm saying that's not out of the question altogether, but I think it's probably more realistic to say, look, if we make finals, I think we'll, we'll be really happy with that as a result. Um, yeah, it'll just be wait and see. And you know what? If we make a grand final and lose it, <laughs> um, can you, you know. believe, mate? We're going to have three grand finals of pop up, and we're going to lose all three of them. Yeah, mate. Oh, I'll wait and see. How about yourself? What, what are your think? What are your um, thoughts? I'm pretty similar. My head's telling me probably fourth between six uh, because. As much as I reckon this is a real squad of depth and quality, it's going to take time for them to adjust, which means we'll probably drop some some points early on in the season. We always um, and then do. also, and also, I do think we're going to have to uh, the COVID situation. A lot of states um, are still not allowing Victorians into their state, so I think we're going to be on the road for a bit. The hub, maybe the hub, might come into the A League this season. Um, that's also really tough, and you've seen a lot of AFL sides have struggled with the hub. Um, and I think that could also play. And also, um, it's the first year of a new manager, so it's going to take time. Uh, and also, so there's some very good teams in the league still, Sydney, Sydney, uh, Sydney and City. Um, still, we're at Central Coast, I think, could you know surprise a few people and as I well. think Western Sydney look like they have quite a strong side. Quite a strong squad as well. So, And Wellington have been pretty good the last few years as well. I think they might have missed finals last year, but they, you know, it's been pretty tough for them being – pretty much based in Australia for 18 months. So um, I genuinely do think it's going to be a really strong season across the board. Um, yeah, definitely. The, the league's the only... a pretty good spot, I think. It's yeah. hopefully rebuilding towards where it once was, four, five, six, seven years, especially in that 14, 15 season, you know, 50,000 50, people that Eddie had, you know, really good ratings, you know, good times. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of the whole league, I think it's quite strong. I think the only, only team that I can think of off the top of my head that's not looking incredible is probably the Jets. Yeah. I think the Jets are struggling. They've struggled quite a bit off the field as well yeah. with a lot of things going on. But, but other than that, like Central Coast have come onto the scene really strongly in the last couple of years. I'm actually really, really upset they didn't make the final last year. It would have been, yeah, no, would have been absolutely fantastic. But yeah, no, I think we've got a good season ahead for the victory and for the A-League as a whole. 
Definitely. Uh, mate, we got, uh, lastly, we're on to a, a match match prediction. So the big one where we're, uh, we're heading down to uh, the Cattery. Um, we're going to be there. We're going to be there. Uh, to watch uh, the Melbourne victory, the boys in blue, take on uh, Melbourne's third A-League side, uh, Western United. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm more intrigued actually how many people are going to be at this game that are Western United fans. Oh, I reckon we'll get 10,000 there and 9,000 will be victory fans and there'll be 1,000 <laughs> Western United fans. I'm being serious. Like, Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Did, I think- did Western United have 900 people at Amy? It was like seven hundred, wasn't it? Seven hundred. Oh, what? Like what a fucking embarrassment! Seriously, they yeah. they got to get that stadium up and going up in out west. If that oh, can it's, get it's going, incredibly disappointing that they haven't. If that can get going, they will become a powerhouse of the A League. Um, that'll be an absolute fortress to go to, and probably one of the best match day experiences in the that's league. That's if they market to the people as well. Like they always talk about how the West is a growth area, and there's heaps of people interested, but we haven't seen it yet. I don't know no. if they've been pushing it enough, but. Yeah, it'll, it'll be still, interesting. It's still to a see. great shame Team Eleven from Dandenong never came through because that would have been an absolute roaring success from minute one. Yeah, well, from a victory standpoint, I'm kind of glad because you know would have. I think victory actually needs to take a look at that and go. All right, now we need to make the most of that. Um, well, the problem is like City, that. mate. City have pretty much taken this area. They've got their massive youth academy set up yeah, out here in Casey. And that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's going to be going to be. Um, it's going to be interesting. The, got, the victory really to established a geographic. I, I guess they've kind of established that CBD area, but um, I'd like to see the victory makes make some efforts to uh, appeal more to you know people of the suburban areas and etc. So um, yeah, big uh, big year coming up for the club. But uh, getting back to this game, uh, I'm really excited. One, just get back to live sport. It's been been a very long time. Oh, absolutely, I think that's going to be the best thing um, at all. Just being in amongst it, it's... and uh, hopefully, good turnout from the victory victory fans down there, and uh, hopefully, a win. Uh, we don't win much. I think the last time we won opening in match round day one was was the, the 2015 yeah. championship season. So that uh, could be you know a good sign that if we get the job done. But no, look, I think it's going to be a draw. Wouldn't be surprised if it's nil-nil. Both these teams haven't uh, played a lot of like really good high-level competitive. In fact, probably none. They've played NPL sides in their preseason, but most of them aren't fit because uh, of you know COVID lockdown, etc. So, I think fitness-wise, you'll see substitutions quite early. I think there were some guys that really struggled to get through the ninety minutes, um, and it could be a bit rusty at the start. So, I'm not expecting a high-quality game. No, um, I feel like especially at the start of the season, we've seen it the last couple of years teams are a bit reluctant to take risks and, and push forward and there'll be probably a lot of sitting back and just kind of you know, precautionary. I mean, no one wants to get injured in the first round either. So, yeah. I reckon we'll see the same in a lot of the games too, especially because I think there's Sydney Derby opening round as well. Yeah. I reckon that'll probably end up as a draw. Well, it's the first time in A-League history they're going to have two games, I think, going forward. Every Saturday night's going to have two games on at the same time. Yeah, which is interesting it's very interesting from a broadcast perspective. That's yeah, probably that's the last right. thing you'd want. Like the games are already not that big, and you're minimising your audience on a Saturday night already. So it is strange, it, but um, I guess we'll they, have to they've never been a fan see. of afternoon football. They've tried it, I think, last last season. Didn't really, really work. They've always stuck off, to their no. evening twilight and uh, evening games. So the same on Sunday as well. The, what do you reckon about Paramount Plus? Have yeah, you got? Have you got it? Uh, no, but I'm probably going to get it tonight because the season starts. I, I wasn't really interested in getting it before the season started because you know I've already got Netflix and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, so I didn't really want any other expenses because I wasn't going to use it for streaming of television shows. I'm just going to use it for a list. But the price, is pretty, especially if you're a member, apparently you get a discount. 
discount price. Um, so yeah, definitely I'll get onto that tonight. Yeah, I, I was lucky enough to, to grab the discount on that one, which I think was, was really good actually. I think the victory offered one of the best discounts of all A-League they clubs, did. which is that's fantastic. Where, that's, yeah, that's where they made a genuine effort it's to fantastic. Uh, try and connect back with their uh, fans and target uh, target segments. But, uh, mate, what's your prediction for Saturday? I reckon one all probably. I reckon both teams have it in them to, to put Goal one in score. the back of the net. Goal score for victory? Oh, um, it's too hard to tell because I'm not confident with who's going to be starting, to be honest. But I think you can lock in. I think Economides uh, and Brillante are definitely starting. Oh, well, we'll, we'll hand it to, to Icon then. Yeah. Icon. Spicy, exciting start to the season maybe. But you know, yeah. who knows at the end of the day, you know, there could be some surprises. No one's really seen exactly how things it's mostly just speculation but yeah what do you reckon you, you're going with nil all draw uh yeah nil all draw um hopefully i'm wrong i'd love to say goal um, oh, yeah. i don't want to trick all the way to geelong just to, yeah, to see a nil all but Same thing. if we if we get the win i'll be absolutely ecstatic but if we get the uh, win i reckon we're winning the championship mate yeah, you might you might not be wrong, but I just want to get behind the boys, have a lot of fun this season, yeah. enjoy That's right. being back at games, and I uh, can't wait for the uh, the homecoming next week. That sounds like it's going to be a it's lot of fun. It's going to be really, really exciting. I, I'm excited too. I reckon it's going to be a, a pretty packed stadium, yeah. at least in the last couple of years' standards. There'll be a lot of people there. Definitely. Um, what about tonight's game? Are you going to watch that? Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, we have the, the reigning champions, unfortunately, in uh, Plastic Melbourne. Against uh, and Brisbane, Brizzy. Raw. I haven't heard um, too much about Brisbane actually. Uh, very quiet. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if that club's actually gone in five years. The way they've been run recently with the whole liquidation, yeah, rumors return of Gold Coast United in place. Gold Coast, of you know, well, yeah, they might well, remember when Clive Palmer, he was the owner of them, made a you know like free attendance for a game, and they got fifteen thousand people. It's crazy. <laughs> um, Queensland have had some really interesting attempts at ailing teams. I just think sport up there is so hard because you've got rugby league, AFL. It's it's probably the heartland of rugby union as well. Um, so it's a very competitive market. But, um, yeah, that should be an interesting game. Look, round one of the A-League traditionally is not the greatest quality. Um, it's, it's only just, you know, good to be back you know, with your mates, watching football and et cetera. Yeah. But, no, I think City will get the job done. Yeah, me too. At home. They should get a decent crowd there, about 3,000 for their for their standards. Um so yeah, no. yeah, I reckon it'll probably be at three one. I reckon three one. Yeah, yeah Scott Jamison City. probably will score a goal and act like he's won the World Cup. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. Not, not that big. No, nah, look, I'm happy for the boot. At the end of the day, we treated him like absolute dog shit. So I'm really happy that Which guy. Just disappointing because yeah, yeah, got his got his reward last year. With I'm that. just I'm worried that we're going to see throughout this season all all the ex victory players play terrible in every game and then they'll face us and they'll score because that's just how it seems yeah, to happen. Yeah, kind of paint hat trick, I reckon, on, uh, on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, surely not, surely uh, not. But I, I think like with Western Sydney, as I said earlier, a really strong team. I mean, they've signed um, Terry Antonis, Reese Williams. Uh, that that gutters um, me that United, that the Wanderers got uh, Antonis. I believe I know. that, man. Really, really disappointing. Obviously, he started there. I'm pretty sure he started playing for Western Sydney when he nah, started. He was a Sydney boy. Was he Sydney sure. first? Sydney, yeah. oh, I knew he played for both Sydney teams. I didn't realize which one was first. Oh, gee, it may be Wanderers first. I didn't know he played for Wanderers originally. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. But um, look, you can kind of understand why he wanted to go back there. But it is a shame because we absolutely adore him. Yeah. Um, He'll be, he, even in the red and black, he's getting a, an ovation from me when he walks yeah, out on the pitch. Mate, build that fucking statue as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, anyway, we might leave it there. Um, so thanks, everyone. Uh, hopefully we got more than two viewers. Uh, that'd be nice. Listeners. Um, <laughs> listeners, yeah, listeners, viewers. What am I thinking? Yeah, no. um, 
you'll be able to find us on Instagram at uh, this is a good question, James. We've, we haven't ever made it. We're going to pull together an Instagram yeah. handle. Uh, we're soon. probably thinking something, something at stories, stories on at Swan stories from Swan Street, something like that. Yeah, we'll um, see. By the next we'll episode, we'll see. definitely have a social media uh, page set up on Instagram and Facebook. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And yeah, thanks so much uh, for being a part of it. Chat you Cheers. soon. Take care, James. You too. Take it easy, Lockie. Have All a good right. one. Thanks, everyone.